a Massage Envy gift card might just be the best holiday gift ever because it unwraps all the benefits of total body care, including massage and total body stretch, customizable facials, and advanced skincare services, including microderm infusion and chemical peels. Share the gift of wellness and help everybody on your list be their very best. Receive a voucher for two free enhancements when you purchase $100 in Massage Envy gift cards. Massage Envy, making the best of everybody. See locations for details. Offer ends December 31st. Voucher valid until March 31st, 2019. Each Massage Envy location is independently owned and operated. Welcome to the Nerdiverse. Go ahead, sit and listen to the masters, the old heads. Talk about what you love the most. Video games, comics, movies, and everything you need to maintain your week. Got the knowledge that's straight out the ether. Gonna need a drink and have to take a seat to expand your mind and listen to the speaker. Mike and the squad's gonna give you what you need. Please uh, send in a question. Come and get some answers. Learn a couple lessons from the masters with the special guests. We got the green lanterns glowing on our chest. Yes, please sit back and relax. Cause we're gonna hit you with the story. Facts and allow me to be the very first to welcome you to the Masters of the Nerdiverse. Welcome to Masters of the Nerdiverse, where we always have such sites to show you. You can find this comedy sketch of a podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and Spotify. I'm, of course, your host, Mike G. And with me, as always, is my also host, my dual host, the spectacular Spider Winter. Everyone gets one. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Everybody gets one. <laughs> it's winter. That is handle at Trash Monk III. That's Trash Monk III. And it has been a long week of writing papers and getting a's you know what i mean uh uh (laughs) yeah so just working on uh on writing papers like i said getting uh getting that stuff done uh sleeping i finished all the seasons of of law and order that's available on netflix (laughs) yeah so then i went to the blacklist Okay, is that the one with uh, with what's his face, the guy, the wonderful James Spader? Yeah, James Spader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I love the show, but there are some glaring issues that are that oh, I guess not glaring. It's just like certain tropes that they pull pull off constantly. That my part of my brain is like, are they really doing that again? And then my other part of my brain, it goes, shut up. It's a good show still. Yeah. Sometimes you have to turn your <laughs> like brain they, off. Yes. Compared to like, compared to other shows that are coming on, this is a good show. All right, people. Wow. Straight like, up. Compared to Chicago Fire or Chicago <laughs> PD or Chicago Lifeguard. Damn. It doesn't work. <laughs> so... <laughs> Chicago foreign league. Um, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, but it's very weird that in that show, like we 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 are in the age of of uh, SJW TV shows. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, and uh, and the female lead of the show is constantly getting knocked around and needing uh, James Spader to come in to save the day. That sounds like haphazard. Like it makes me think of shows like Bones, where Bones is really in the field and she could do kung fu and all types of weird stuff. Like for some reason, right. you know what I mean? It's fine. 
It reminds me of that one show with um, uh, Angie Harmon. Angel comes in. Hmm? Yeah, Angie Harmon. Uh, Rizzoli and I. I love that show. That was cool. They're kick-ass. My mom hated it. She doesn't like the voice. Well, her voice is... <laughs> Angie Harmon's it voice. Takes, she, has that, she has a smoky voice, as they say. Very smoky. <laughs> Yeah. yeah that's all right yeah man so what else did you do with your week other than uh catch up on some law and order Is that about it what else she does uh yeah that's that's pretty much about it i have a my my life is pretty much set for weeks to come so what's your <laughs> straight uh, up so what did you do i didn't do much did of anything do? but sh- you know be the amazing mike g uh, no um this week, I just I'm just been really on Netflix heavy because a lot of stuff came out that I really wanted to check out. So the one thing I did want to talk about is I watched like the first four or five episodes of uh, the Haunting of Hill House. That's on Netflix. Yeah, tell me about that. It's super good, man. Like, all, like no hyperbole. It's like really, really, really good. Just because it tackles subject matter that you didn't think would be broached in a boo haunted house series because at first i thought it was just a movie i was like okay it's just a netflix film that was my impression but then it's like a 10 episode series like a first season i'm like wow and from what i've seen so far it's very existential and it's very heavy and it's it's not just about a haunted house it's about like haunted people if that makes any sense like haunted by their past or haunted by their current present it's very it's a drama, but it's also terrifying at times and actually, you know, triggered uh a nightmare in my own grown ass self. So I definitely recommend it. It's really good watching if you're into horror and like just not really jump scares, it's more atmospheric, kind of like the others with um if you've ever seen the others with oh, her name escapes me with the moment. She was in Eyes Wide Shut with Tom Cruise. Oh. Um, yeah. You know I'm talking about? I think it's called The Others, or Them. No, Them is another movie. Uh, the Others is the one. But she's the one like... Nicole Kidman. Yes, it's Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And yeah, Nicole Kidman. Where her, her family are like in the middle of World War II and they're living in a haunted house, boo. But it's just atmospheric. <laughs> but I am your daughter. But I am your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> are you mad? <laughs> no, that's a good-ass movie. Uh, but yeah, Haunting of Hill House is definitely a solid watch. Uh, I haven't been playing any video games because I just haven't had time. Yeah. So did you uh, contribute to the uh, communist cause known as the Venom? I, I, okay, let's talk about this for a second. Okay, before we go into the news, I need to get this. I know you said you weren't. Yes, but yeah, that's not the communist cause, Jesus. Uh, I'm just going to put this out there because a lot of people are asking me, Mike, have you seen Venom? Are you going to go see Venom? What's your take on Venom? Here's the thing. I'm not going to go see Venom. Ever, like ever, like, like the I per, I predict that the first time I will watch the film Venom starring Tom Hardy is with my great grandson when it's on TBS, like fifty years in the future. Oof! And it just happens to be on, and I'm too old and whack to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. You may ask, why do you carry such vitriol for this movie? And people are apparently saying it's good. Like a lot of people whose opinions I respect are saying that it's good. Why won't you give it a chance? 31% approval rating. But it's like n- number one again. It's gonna. There's going to be a sequel. People are still going well, to see Well, they already had it. that. Damn it. 
Mr. Woody H. Woody H brought it home at the end. You know what I'm saying? Super clutch. But, but so I've, I have yet to hear a good review about this film. There's a ton of people who saw it. And I think uh, Funhouse put it perfectly where they talked about how the budget was 100 or 116 million box office. It made $380.2 million because people want to see their stupid characters on the stupid screen, even if the story is stupid. (laughs) And I totally agree with that, which is it's familiarity. It's this is Ready Player One all over again. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's a picture. It's the word Venom, first of all, which is already going to draw in people. It's Marvel, which is already going to draw in people. And it's a big, giant, goofy, you know, tar monster. You know what I'm saying? It's a big goof. It's a big goof. Mm-hmm. He has googly eyes. And I love Venom. Like, don't get me wrong. I've loved Venom since I was a kid. He's always been the coolest, one of the coolest Spider-Man villains of all time. I have a high regard for the character. And what Sony is doing... It's not earned. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, okay, winner. Um, they're going to make a... Um, let's say they're going to make a uh, Fallout. Let's say the, the Fallout's a game, right? But yeah, Fallout is a game. Fallout is a game, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. But we're going to make a Power Armor Man movie. It's just the Fallout Power Armor. <laughs> Nah, it would have to be Does it have to end- because that is because hmm? that's just an attachment to a guy. It would have to be like, here's the Fallout. We're gonna make a movie set in the Fallout Three no. universe. Who's that? But we're gonna, but we're gonna focus on not the main guy that you play or the father, but we're gonna focus on the tunnel rat. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna focus on a uh, trade dog. We're making a trade tunnel. Is it tunnel rat or tunnel tunnel snakes? snakes. Okay, let's let's put it like this. We're making a Luigi movie. Aren't you hyped to see a Luigi movie? <laughs> Guess what? Yes. It doesn't take place <laughs> in the Mushroom Kingdom. Okay. What is Mario gonna show up? Who's that? Why would Mario be in a Luigi movie? That's dumb. He could jump high though, and he gets coins and he goes, Mario, but he doesn't there's no Mario. He doesn't do it. <laughs> His his suit is green, but it's not overalls. He's wearing a track suit. But we're gonna market it as Luigi. Sp- you know, Mario might be in the movie. Wink, wink. <laughs> as the all leading up to its date of release. Oh no, Mario was never in the movie to begin with. <laughs> it's such right. clickbait. I will never see this movie ever, ever. 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 And now it's like they're doing Morbius and it, like some people you can't give victories to because they, they don't know how to win correctly. Like they're sore winners. So Sony is just gonna blow it all out the water. We're making a Craven movie. We're making a Morbius movie now. And we're just any villain that Marvel doesn't have its immediate eye on, we're just snatching up. And we and we may just build our own Spider-Man. We may not stay tuned. I'm like, no, you can't do that to fans, man. That's whack. It's garbage. Can't do it. It's the worst. Venom. Whack. Garbage. Venom. <laughs> whack. Question mark. Can't do it. <laughs> so, no. All right. So, what did you watch instead? 
Uh, I watched the new Aladdin trailer. <laughs> That's what I watched. So let's get to the news. As you can tell, I had a very light week. I just watched a bunch of Haunting on Hill House, which is excellent. Do that. But in the news, the Aladdin trailer dropped to to less acclaim than I would imagine. It's very... Did you watch this thing? I watched the teaser, if that's what you're talking about. The only digital... The only like actual footage of the film that's been shown so far. Yeah, uh, mm. I'm actually. I don't know how I feel about these live action remakes. If I'm being honest with you, me too. They just kind, of, <laughs> particularly yeah. Aladdin. That you're going, you're going to have to have a reimagining of one of the most important characters. Yep. One way or another, <laughs> the genie. One way or another, <laughs> yes. Because yes. it can't be Will Smith in Blueface, can it? And do you want a giant Will CG, Smith. like like <laughs> uncanny vanied genie with the big chin that looks just like Robin Williams? I'm talking more about Robin Williams, <laughs> about how the, the, uh, Robin Williams played the genie. So now you have to have someone who can match. That oh no! If you're, the, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, Will Smith is is playing the genie. Will Smith. Get jiggy with it. No. No. Hand on hand on stuff, man. Good it's grief. Will, okay, I had to tell Holly you before man. you went too far. Will Smith asked Will Smith's Aladdin. He's he is the uh, front Will runner. Smith is Aladdin? Will Smith is the genie. <laughs> Wrap your brain around that for a second. Come on, America. It's not America's fault. It's Will Smith's fault. No one told him to do it. <laughs> and who knows? No, okay, okay, okay. I, I just wanted to clarify. Will Smith, so you're saying, yeah, you're saying that Will Smith is playing the genie and Mina Mossad is playing Aladdin. Yes. <laughs> Will Smith, you'll never have a friend like me, genies. Will, you know, tiny little living space, Smith. Oh, we have God. no good. What? What do I do with this new information? Right. Yes, this is like how. Uh, uh, I, okay. Well, now we know where they're going. I don't know. That, <laughs> that's go. the thing. I don't know where they're going. They're going non-Robin Williams. It's super. Well, you can't. It's it's one of those things where it's like. I hate to be, you know, the Dark Knight guy. It's hard to follow Heath Ledger after the Joker. Whoop de whoop. It's like <laughs> whoop de whoop. Uh, but you know, you're not going to follow uh, Robin Williams. You're going to have to do your own thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if Eddie Murphy was the genie, I think that would be a better fit. Even though Eddie Murphy has a very distinct voice, but Eddie Murphy can sing. Right. He's funny when he really needs to be. He can act well when he needs to be. I think that would be a better fit, but Will Smith being a bombastic genie, it's going to sound just like Will Smith. It's going to pull you completely out of the movie because Robin Williams was doing a voice. You know what I'm saying? Like it was still Robin Williams doing a voice. It's not going to be Will Smith doing a voice. It's just going to be Will Smith. You know what I'm saying? It's going to yeah. be the worst. It's, it's, I don't, how's he going to sing his songs? Is he going to rap them now? That sounds horrible. 
Jeez. I don't want that. I, I don't want that at all. <sighs> all right. Well, I don't I have nothing else to say yeah. about this thing. I mean, we'll it's see. uh it's we'll it yeah, I guess we will see. Um yeah. I <laughs> Disney. Come Disney, on. Disney guys, you're killing us. You could have had James Corbin. <laughs> James Corbin. <laughs> you could have had like uh could have had Christopher Lloyd, though. That would have been a bad thing. Yeah. Or you could have had like Yeah. 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 Oh, that's all Synergy. Synergy. <laughs> Speaking of things that are disappointments, uh <laughs> Netflix cancels the Iron Fist show after two seasons, though. No more Iron Fist, man. Yeah. The first one. The first of any Marvel property to be canceled. Like the Ages of Shield is still running. Uh, all the other Netflix shows are good to go. Signed up. Iron Fist didn't make it, man. Well, well there you go. What are you gonna do? Uh, I I do think Iron Fist was probably the weaker. Oh no, probably. <laughs> it's just because they approached it wrong from the jump, where mm-hmm. every character is kind of uh easily dis- easily uh, uh marketed. You know, Luke Cage is the bulletproof black man from Harlem. Easy, right? You just said it, make it uh-huh. soulful, it's cool. Uh, Jessica Jones is the powered alcoholic with a past. That's a mystery. Uh, Matt Murdock is the devil of hell's kitchen fighting with a chip on his shoulder. Superpower is easy to do. But Iron Fist's grasp was always more, was a bigger scope than all the other characters that they wanted to do for this grounded money saving netflix series you know what i'm saying like right. like iron fist was always about foreign lands and enter the dragon style kung fu mystery you know not board meetings and danny rand having to run rand industries from new york you know it's just that's what's never the iron fist vibe you know what i mean that just wasn't it should have been bigger than what it was and i, I get it you have a budget and stuff, but the Iron Fist deserved more than what they gave it, in my humble opinion. The second season was okay, even though I hated the ending because it does a it does a trope that I can't stand. But um, yeah, I've, I've, and they're saying that the character will live on in other Netflix shows. You know what I mean? So it's not the last you'll see okay. of Danny Rand, uh, but for his him holding up his own show, now that's kind of done. Jeez. Yeah. Well, Punisher is still around. <laughs> yeah, that's another one that's still up. Punisher season two is coming out soon, you know? So, yep. Well, yikes. There, there you, you go. go. Punisher is more popular than Iron Fist. Well, that's Fist. confirmed. The, you know, Punisher shirts sell more than Iron Fist shirts, says Marvel. Mm-hmm. Well, I've heard that the Punisher logo is also connected to some Marines. Yeah. It's a weird thing. There's like this weird black ops group in Iraq that just wears the Punisher logo and like unrelated, but it's, it's kind of cool, but it's kind of creepy. Like it's too real. No, do not want, do not want. Uh, Speaking of do not want, (laughs) you know what? I was going to skip the next one. I know you're looking at the same list. I am, Uh, Uh, but there's, but it's also a do not want directly after that. (laughs) 
That's also something I do I not, do not want. want. So you'll never know what the first do not want is. That's going to be in the show notes. No one won't. But the second do not want, and the more powerful do not want, is James Gunn is set to write and possibly direct the new Suicide Squad movie for DC Warner Brothers. <laughs> the, the, the plot thickens, man. Right. Well, he he uh, he's uh, we've seen this back in the Cold War <laughs> where people would jump sides. <laughs> uh, he's a, James Gunn is a Marvel defector, Doug. Yes, like he's been chewed up, and now it's like, come join the dark yeah. world of DC. Yeah. He's Anakin Skywalker, you know, burnt to a crisp. And, you know, Marvel had the high ground, and they left, and now DC comes in and turns him into Darth Vader. <laughs> like you thought, you saw what I posted on Twitter was rough. Now get to, wait, wait till you see this craziness. <laughs> they let me say anything over here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is the worst news ever. Like, it's such, it's a snake eating its own tail. You know what I mean? It's kind of, because all Suicide Squad's going to be is Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, but told with these new characters and it's, I don't know. It may be the best move DC's yeah. ever done, because maybe this will help balance the playing Oh, you got Sheriff, you got Police Bat out there. Oh, yeah, they're they're looking for the Suicide <laughs> <Sorry>. Squad. <laughs> yeah. Looking for talent. Wow, he is. <laughs> and then to top it off, Big Mouth Batista decided to be like, yeah, sign me up. Even though he's like signed up for three Marvel movies. <laughs> Something nuts like that. <laughs> Go ahead, up. sign me up. <laughs> I do not take steroids. Shut up, dude. Like, I get it. You backing your boy. I totally respect that. But you don't put that on Twitter, my dude. Like, okay, so Drax just isn't coming back in Avengers 4 is what I'm reading in that. Because there's no way this man was sacrificed. I don't know. Batista's a, a, he's a lovable dude. You know what I'm saying? He's a big, lovable guy. And he's down for the people he's yeah. down for. And he's very vocal. But this is not the time, my man. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't yeah. like it. It's mm. a... Yeah, time, time to move, move on. on. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm glad that James Gunn is getting more work. <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I can't say. I'm happy the guy found a home, even though, you know, when, when McDonald's kicked him out, he's now flipping burgers at Burger King. <laughs> you know, and probably I wonder now if the movies are actually going to be better because now he's like taking the secret sauce from. Yeah. Right, right. He yeah. jumped ship, dude. He's like, oh, what if he brings the Marvel secrets to DC? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, he's a, he <laughs> is a part of the Rebel Alliance, and he must be destroyed. I like that. Uh, that's probably the name. Of, that's probably going to be the name of the podcast. James Gunn is a member of the Lemo. He's the he's a member a member of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Yes. Take him away. <laughs> Jeez. That's rough, man. So speaking of it's dead. it's real shady out here, man. <laughs> speaking of the yeah. dead, right? Uh good good segue. Good segue. Uh the Pet Cemetery trailer dropped and it looks like a horror movie remake. It doesn't look good, man, to me. Well I I don't mean to be so negative this episode, but I'm just saying like <laughs> 
Okay, say your piece because I have a Do lot to say about this. Do you think the man. first pet cemetery um, was good in the sense that it should be in your movie library, or like it was a good watch? Uh, very good question. It depends on what you, it depends on what you're into, man. Like, if you're a horror fan, Pet Cemetery is required watching. If you're just a if you're a movie fan, will Pet Cemetery be up there with, let's say, the Shawshank Redemption? Probably not. You know what I mean? Like, it's a serviceable film that deals with some heavy source material. Personally, it's my favorite adaptation of a Stephen King work, other than Gerald's Game, which came out a couple of years ago. Oh. Gerald's Game is really high <laughs> on the list for me. Uh, if you've seen that, yeah, that was I nuts. mean, hey, if you're into erotic film, go right ahead. <laughs> It's not erotic <laughs> at all. First of all, I I'm guess that no, says you're not, more you're about me that I'm saying a woman chained to a bed is erotic. <laughs> it's erotic for the first thirty seconds before her her damn husband kills that's over. What you, that, then it gets real, that's real what fast. You think, but that's when it just oh, gets man. started. Ew. Anyways, Ooh, what are you into, my my dude? I need help. <laughs> I need safety. <laughs> so, uh, but I I but no yeah. Yeah. So I I would say that I, I'm holding out for this film. Um, I think that if they just kept the same script and updated the uh, CG or like the special effects, yeah. it would be a decent film. Unfortunately, writers and directors cannot handle that. <laughs> they can't help no. themselves. They think that they know better. And so now they're going mm-hmm. to try. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna mix up a few things. Um, I'm I'm always gonna be down for Stephen King material to be adapted because yeah. because it's either gonna be spectacularly good or really really bad to the point of you need to watch this with your friends. The Langoliers, the Langoliers, <laughs> uh, the Tommy Knockers, Red Tommy Rose, Knockers, I believe. Man. Uh, uh, whatever right. that yeah. stupid one about a hospital <laughs> TV show. Oh yeah. Oh oh. Don't remind me. Oh, I totally remember that one. Yeah. Um, oh. But I hey, I we need to do an Salem's episode. Lot people. I love Salem's Lot. Both the old. One no one could tell me anything. Yeah, Salem's Lot was good. No one could tell me anything about the Night Flyer. Freaking love the Night Flyer. The Night Flyer with Miguel Ferreira. <laughs> so good. Graveyard Shift. Don't tell me nothing about Graveyard Shift, dude. The Dark Tower? <laughs> Dark, yeah, with Idris Alba, uh-huh. <laughs> That's a keeper. That's a paddling. No, it's just, from this trailer, it looks very... It looks like a James Wan movie, and it shouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Because James Wan movies are good, but that's the James Wan style. Whereas the original movie was very, very understated. It was very subtle. You know what I mean? It's like everything is kind of grounded in reality outside of the visions. And my child came back a demon pretty much. But everything else is super grounded. You know what I mean? Like there's visions and it's a little town and it's all very, it skates that line between reality and fantasy. Where in this trailer, they're doing all types of nutty stuff. Right. You know what I mean? It's real out of control. You know, there's there's like groups of kids like, doing a where the wild things are in the forest. John Lithgow doesn't have a, a main accent, which is a sin already. 
Why didn't you let that you man do a main accent? <laughs> Sometimes Derek is better. Yeah, man. I just want to I just want to live in Maine so I can get that accent for like five years. I think I can catch on in like five years. Mm-hmm. I'll come back doing the podcast. Welcome to the Masters of the North of Ross podcast. Well, well, it's about where we go to the <laughs> It's about time we go to the car park. Okay. <laughs> what whatever. I'm sorry, Maine. I'm super sorry, Maine. Don't be mad at me. But yeah, the trailer looks doesn't look that great. It looks a little too out of control to be a Pet Cemetery remake. Remember, remember that Poltergeist remake that was just stupid a couple of years back? Yeah. I didn't watch Sam it. Sam Rockwell. <laughs> yeah. And it was just way too fantastical. Too much stuff was going on because they have CGI now. Uh-huh. That garbage. It, it gives me the same vibe. That's true. Yeah, they should have like yeah. I don't know how to pinpoint it, but it seems like that's a very common story of like with remakes is that they try to keep the same storyline. They spend so much time on the storyline that they don't realize that their effects have outpassed, surpassed what the original storyline was. So you have mm-hmm. to kind of work in what, what is possible now. Cause if you have a lackluster like plot, you mm-hmm. doing a super duper, like in boss battle, won't make any sense. If, yeah. yeah. Or like... Uh, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I would equate it to Star Wars Special Editions, where it's like, we have all this technology now. Let's just remake the original trilogy and just start adding shit. But <laughs> it's uh, not necessary. Star Wars is a special form of uh, bastardizing. Bastardized it's a special form. Because it's like, they're not adding any... They're just re- adding stuff to the original film to the film yeah yeah they, they, they add we're gonna add the han and java scene where he steps over his tail but it's gonna be a cg job you, you get the see? kids to watch <laughs> stepping on a tail step on the tail and sell a toy yeah toy act step action job of the hot I'm oh man speaking of kids <laughs> I'm from Modesto. <laughs> I went to USC. <laughs> Why are we doing graffiti? <laughs> Why are we doing a really, really bad George Lucas impression? <laughs> hey guys, let's uh, let's have uh, Darth Sidious and Ray fight together. They're separated by a thousand years. They could be friends. <laughs> no, no, George. You did do THX right before I do this next. Yeah. Uh yeah yeah. When I, I say when you say THX, dang it, this is this podcast is all over the place. This episode, this episode, this is modern news. You've been woke. <laughs> You've been woke. Hey, Hunger Games. I'm still full. Yeah, still didn't bring that up. <laughs> no, we'll talk about that later. I'll figure out a way to to fit that in. <laughs> oh man, speaking of cats trying to figure things out. Uh, the Witcher casting was revealed for Siri and Yen, uh, Yennefer, for those who are following The Witcher. And I'm, ugh, have you, do you know what's going on with this and kind of how they're approaching it? Uh, no, I do. No, oh, dang it. No, I don't, Mike. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you look like you have something to say. Do I have you? another story to add about The Witcher, though, What when you're done talking about okay. the cast. Real quick, they just they hired Siri and Yen, and they they skewed Siri to be a bit younger, mm-hmm. where she almost looks like 12, 13. 
14 maybe at the at the oldest and that's fine i'm okay with them starting the story where a series younger because series like uh gerald of rivia's adopted daughter so to speak where he kind of she's a witcher as well but she's ultra crazy powerful like gene gray kind of powerful and yennefer is uh uh, one is what is like the main love interest for Garrett of Rivia, who's being played by Henry Cavill, Superman fame. And the actress they picked to play Jennifer looks too young. Like, look like it could be like, like it could be like, she looks like she could be series younger. Oh, I mean, older dot older sister. You know, the, the actress they picked to be alongside Henry Cavill, the age gap looks a little funky. You know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of reminds me of, uh, how um, Famke Jensen looked as as Jean Grey looked compared to the guy who played Cyclops. Their age gap was just a little funky in the X-Men movies by Brian Singer. You know what I mean? This kind of gives me that same vibe, but I don't know. Maybe it'll look great on screen. It's Netflix, so they can do literally whatever they want, but uh, I don't foresee any... Uh, issues with it it's just a little pet peeve i saw that kind of i wanted to bring up because i'm just the most surface witcher fan i swear i I just played witcher 3 and i think i'm like a witcher historian but no i just really like that game and i want this to be good that's all i want to talk about when it came to witcher well in other news of witcher uh cd project red was sued by the witcher author did you hear about this Yes, I know all about this. <laughs> <laughs> Over the apparently the author wants to get more money from the game than was contractually offered in the beginning, uh, citing uh-huh. that his books, uh-huh. if you like, his books have actually increased the popularity of of Witcher as well as the games themselves and this new series have made a lot more money than originally intended. So therefore, okay. He should get more money. Okay, I'm a. I know a couple of things about this story. Uh, first of all, screw this guy. Yes, he's an idiot. Yes, he's a big idiot. Can you uh, make a good mu- uh, like a music, uh, music analogy to uh, the scenario? Uh, you do it. Like, this is I, I can uh, music analogy. Yeah, do you have one ready to go? I want to say Metallica. <laughs> to be honest, with you, it's very like Metallica. <laughs> yes. Okay, like if Metallica gave their music to a certain uh, streaming service company and, that we won't mention. Yes, and then found out that the streaming company was making a lot of money, and then Metallica goes, "Well, I want, I don't, I want to take back my music now." He's like, well, you can't do that. No, 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 no. No, this it's called a contract, my good man. This is why we have contracts. Contracts, contract breaker. It's like it's like it's like Killer Instinct. Contract breaker. The guy has to go sit down. So here's the story, right? This old curmudgeon was at his house, sitting on his book that that was huge following. I'm not going to knock the man. The Witcher was huge way before. CD Project Project came to his door, and CD Projects, and this was years ago before they, you know, started building or working on this. They said, "Sir, you have two choices. You can we can pay you a ton of money up front and just buy the video game rights for this story, or you can get royalties for the rest of your life." They gave him the option early on, right. and this old bastard was like, "Video games are stupid. It's a stupid." 
thing that's going to fail and you guys, and I don't really care about them. Just give me my money. Give me my money now. If you want to use it, pay me up front because video games don't have a future. Right. CD Projekt was like, check. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you cut you a quick check, get you out of there. And they were, they were off to the races. And fast forward all these years later, he's salty because they turned that franchise into a multi... I want to say multi... Witcher 3 made a lot of money, I want to say, right? It's... it's you know, yeah. Witcher 3 made a lot of money. For several years, it made a lot of money. It's still making money. Yeah. And the old curmudgeon was just like, just now he wants his money. Because because what? Because you made a bad decision just off of sheer spite years ago? Screw you, man. Get out of here. You're finished. You're, you're defeated, dude. Comboed up. Finish him. <laughs> and what's funny is, is that this ne- going back to the Netflix mo- show... That's tied into the actual story. So the old curmudgeon sold that to Netflix again. Did he get his money up front or is he going to get royalties? Knowing his track record, we can see him asking Netflix for money maybe 10 years down the road, mm-hmm. five years down the road. And by the way, a little side note, Netflix can definitely afford it. And they a news article came out today about how in the last three months they've gotten 7 million new subscribers. <laughs> yeah, man, because... Having Netflix is kind of annoying. It's it's like this. It, it's like Netflix reminds me of uh, G Four. Remember the channel G Four? We talked about it before on the podcast, yeah. I think. When G Four started, it was all third party content outside of like Judgment Day and Cinema Tech and the things they got from Tech TV. But after a while, well, no, it's reverse. It's reverse. Okay, I'm sorry. That's a bad analogy, <laughs> but I'm just saying Netflix. It's all Netflix stuff now. It's no longer third-party material. You know what I'm saying? It's harder. It's easier to find a Netflix original than it is to find, let's say, Smokey and the Bandit or something like that. Because they're just flooding their channel with their content. Because they can. Because they make millions and millions of dollars a day. You know? <laughs> and they're and like they're buying movie studios and stuff. And this stuff just pops up. Like, I didn't even know they were making a, a Haunting of Hill House television show. I would have loved to follow that, but it just popped up. Here it is. This will be a treat. Uncle Mo, while you eat. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. (laughs) It's super nutty, man. Uh, It's not on the docket, but I'm just curious. uh, And we're getting a bit long in the tooth, so I want to talk about a couple more things. Real quick, did you hear about um, Rockstar Games boasting that they're pulling 100-hour work weeks to make sure that Red Dead is finished on time? I did not hear that. Um, yeah. Who cares? You're like every other company. <laughs> yeah. What's what's freaking new? Crunch time is crunch time. Stop doing that because humans need to eat. Uh, lastly, speaking of Netflix, apparently they've, in a com- combined efforts of Netflix and the BBC, they're creating a Dracula miniseries from the guys who made Sherlock. I'm very curious to see what the hell this is. Yes, please inject some life into this, literally, into dead this, franchise. Yeah, literally, and <laughs> uh, yeah, please, because <laughs> you can only have so many Eastern European work <laughs> weightlifters play Dracula. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. That's a good pull. Yeah, get in. Yeah. So maybe make him not modern. Modern. 
But modern? Yes. I, I, yeah. I, I, to me, I think Dracula still needs to be uh, a dude. But, 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 but. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. <laughs> but it could, it could be, uh, it doesn't have to be Eastern European. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, I think it kind of does. Okay. You know? Yeah, it does have Transylvania and all that. Yeah. Depending it's on heavy how far ties. Yeah. Yeah. Do not make it as comical as Sherlock Holmes. No. Sherlock. That's a very th- thin line you're playing with. Because if you're going to go comical, you got to go full comical. Yes. Distract it. like man. Sherlock Holmes 2.0. <laughs> Please don't. What I would like is for it to take place in modern times, but have historical flashbacks. I would, I would love to see Dracula like in the 70s. Like what was Dracula doing in the seventies? What was he doing in the fifties? What was he doing in the in the in, during the Great Depression? I can see Dracula you know like a skinhead, not the racist kind. Wow, but not the racist kind. They're the difference, people. Okay, okay. The ska lovers of uh, the first wave of skinheads. Dracula's into ska. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that makes perfect sense. You know, saying Dracula's like. No doubt or poses. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when they built Scar. I was there. <laughs> it was the night time. It was the right time. Dracula, Dracula invented Scar. Confirmed. Uh, well, I would like to see, like, pr- essentially, like taking the Francis Ford Coppola's uh, Dracula and turning it into a movie, <laughs> TV series. <laughs> I mean, to- you can't get more perfect than that, right? True, but you they could then just go full ham, go for like Nosferatu style, like uh, yeah. Dracula, just going like full, full fledged. Like this is the traditional Dracula, therefore this is what we'll do. But yeah, I do like an idea of like a seventies or like every if they do a season. Like every series is a different decade, generation, yeah, yeah a different decade. Cool. You know, started like in the nineteen fifties. What was Dracula doing in the fifties? Yep, I would be super interested to see that story. Um, oh, the music rights will be ginormous. <laughs> can you imagine like Dracula like getting high with with like you know Janis Joplin? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dracula like influencing like you know like Chris like Kurt Cobain. Dracula just chilling with Kurt Cobain. Well, <laughs> he's I, really into the music scene. Well, the formula of like modern TV shows right now is like take a very like uh, intense classic song, like just think of the Beatles' "I Am the Walrus" cuckoo chew, and then just yeah. have like you there's they're just talking and then action ensues and then everything slows down and goes. I am the walrus, cuckoo, and then it just has them like blood spraying everywhere while yeah. <laughs> the song is played in the background, dope, and the girls like crying in the corner. Uh, yeah, I want Dracula fade to, black. to fade to black. I want him to do the Back to the Future where he he invents funk, and he's like Chuck Berry. You know that new sound you were looking for, and it's Dracula hey, in the back. George shredding. Clinton. You know that new sound that you wanted to hear? Well, take a look at this, Flyboy. <laughs> Flyboy. Dracula's like, you know Jefferson Airplane? 
what if you were Jefferson's starship, man? The guy's like, what? <laughs> Dracula just blows his mind. Look into my <laughs> eyes. You're now, <laughs> you're now Jefferson Starship. Okay. Okay. I got it. I got it. You know how there's the song Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds? Uh-huh. What if it's actually Lucy from Bram Stoker's Dracula? That would, that would be crazy. That would be she's crazy. Like, that and like John Lennon is like on peyote. He's like tripping balls. And he looks up in the in the Liverpool night sky, and he sees Lucy flying somewhere with Dracula. And she's wearing this bright red dress, and she has these giant reflective diamonds around her neck. Well, how how would he know that that her name's Lucy? Because Dracula chills with all the big stars, dog. Uh, Dracula chills. Hey, don't mind Lucy up here with me. We're just going out the bang. Okay, <laughs> Dracula is is chilling with the Beatles, with Lucy, just chilling. They're all hanging out in the studio. And it's time to go home. This is why and, we don't get callbacks. <laughs> no, 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 no. Follow me. It's time to go home. And the Beatles are all shoveling out to their lift, to their uh, t- their trolleys or whatever. And and John Lennon looks up at the sky and he sees Dracula and Lucy leaving, but they're flying over him. And he's like, "Paul, it's Lucy in the sky oh with all the diamonds. Help us! Help us!" And that's how Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds was created. That's money, dude. It's money. I don't know what to say anymore. She's a man eater. Oh, here she comes. It's about Lucy, <laughs> you're dude. Just to, now you're going to man eater. Yeah, in the 80s, dude. Like he was chilling with uh what's his face? And Hollow Notes. Hollow Notes. <laughs> And, and uh, Dracula was chilling in there, and and Lucy was coming through. Man, she was hungry. She needed the the the, the blood of men. And Oates was super scared. Hall was chilling because he know they might go mess with him. But Oates was scared. Oates start writing. Oh, here she comes! Watch out, boys! She'll chew you up. <laughs> I feel like I'm chewed up from this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. This, that's money, dude. I'm yeah. telling you, Dracula through the ages influencing music yeah. down the line. Let me know if that laugh was super loud, fans. <laughs> Just message me on Twitter. Let, let Winter know. Uh, I'm talking geez. to you, Austin Ozzy, on Twitter. <laughs> Austin Ozzy is, is, is the man. Yes. I've seen him lift 100 pounds over his head once. Well, uh, I would believe that because he's able to do like two hour long podcasts. <laughs> I listened to one. Nice, you gotta, yeah, man. You gotta, you gotta break it down, my dude. <laughs> Trust me, that was we're running a bit long ourselves for this episode, but yeah, we learned that lesson. Oh, people, yeah. people don't want to stick around past like an hour, dude. Yeah, let's close it. <laughs> let's close it. All, much love to Austin, um, to um, Ozzy Austin, man. The guy's mm-hmm. amazing. Much love, much love. Uh, speaking of which, I might as well bring it up while we're on the show. Um, I have a lot of people wanting to do D and D inspired shows. Are you down to do a D and D episode, Winter? I, I, I have am. a couple of people asking about it. Yeah, I'm. I'm down. Uh, we could do our our own special style of D and D. I had a interesting Ooh. idea. Ripped from the headlines, D and D, something like that. Oh. So. <laughs> okay, we'll talk more after yeah. the show. But I have I have a couple people that kind of want to get things done. Uh, speaking of doing things, uh, what are you looking forward to this week? I'm looking forward to sleep and uh, 
more sleep. <laughs> so much sleep, guys. He's like Morpheus, the Sandman. Sleep is sleeps. Uh, I'm looking for. I am looking forward to possibly, fingers crossed, if everything works out fine, streaming finally on MLTM Plays this weekend because guess what comes out this Friday? Soul Calibur 6. And I kind of want to play that online. I'm going to call it Fight Game Friday, you lovable people, you. (laughs) And I will let you know where to find us on Twitch so you can come and chill with us and watch me play the uh, story mode and then practice for hours with Ivy because she is indeed waifu for laifu. So that's what I've been looking forward to. That's I have a couple of things in motion. If everything works out, I can stream this week, but at the uh, weekend rather. But that's the plan. So well, fingers crossed, everything does what it's supposed to do. And if you want to help out this channel monetarily, we have a Patreon where you can donate as little as a dollar a month that will go towards the managing and makeup of this show and help us get bigger, better, stronger faster as staff punk would say i've messed that up i know i did uh but if you do want to support the show non-monetarily that's awesome just remember to like our posts leave a comment if you have something to say and subscribe if you want more i have of course been your host mike g i've been winter at trash monk i i i i i i and we will always ask you to take that one step beyond. Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus 30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate. Introducing the amazing iPhone XS you'll love on T-Mobile, the most loved in wireless. It's the perfect way to stay connected to those you heart most. Fall in love with iPhone XS on T-Mobile. And right now, trade in an eligible iPhone and you'll save $300. Visit a store or call 1-800-T-MOBILE. If you cancel service, remaining balance is due. Qualifying service and finance agreements required. $279.99 down plus 30 per month times 24. Full price $999.99. 0% APR for well-qualified buyers plus tax on full price. Allow eight weeks for rebate.